everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Europhile. My name is Catherine Rory. My name is Kate Walker. Hey, Kate. What's Hi. up? How are um, you? Oh, nothing. I'm putting myself in timeout. I need to stay home. <laughs> You've been really... doing a lot. You've been doing the most. You've been gone. I've been yeah. out in these streets and <laughs> I need to stay home. Yeah. But like, you know, I had a friend visiting for like three weeks and, you know, we took a couple weeks off because of yes. the holiday yeah. season mm -hmm. and you were gone and yeah. now we're just back at it. Um, yes, we are. And, and by the time this episode comes out, we'll be home for the holidays. Yeah. Kate and I both celebrate Christmas, so we'll yes. be cozy with our families. Maybe mm -hmm. you and I will see each other. Our parents live maybe 40 minutes away from each other, so yeah. that's great. I told Kat that we have to go to my favorite restaurant in Milwaukee, which is a Serbian restaurant. It's so cute. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah, it's so cute. There's literally someone chopping onions in the back the entire time that you're there. <laughs> I love <laughs> and that. And you're like, it's surely so that's enough onions. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> cute. And you said that they have like a house-made wine too right oh my god yes they have a house made yeah i might have to uber there we should have make a night of it okay. because <laughs> you go and it's like of course cash only and okay. it's this old i think pabst bar but obviously now it's a restaurant and okay. they just play serbian music and they have oh, little fun. like mismatched dinnerware and it's just oh. <laughs> so cute and there's like lamps on the tables which i was telling Kat oh, is like my that. favorite thing yes like it's in so all the school. old movies yeah you see them going to dinner and there's all the little lamps i love that on the yeah. tables and yeah so it's cute. just so cute but yeah so i guess this week is your yes. week cat yes it's my week god wow we really haven't done this in a long time it feels really good to be back I know. I was excited to record. I'm like, wow, yeah, I need yeah. to get back. Also, warning everyone, if I sound a little stuffy, I woke up with a cold this morning. It's not mm. COVID, but, you know, sorry, Kate, we might have to pause for some um, Sniffles. sneezes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no worries. Okay. So, we are going to Russia this mm. week. Da, darling. We'll be bouncing a little bit, but, like, it is Russia for sure. Okay. Right. Brisk, cold, okay. Russia, mystery. Ooh. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about the mystery of the Amber Room. Okay. I have never, I don't know what this is. Ooh. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. It's fun. I okay. mean, it's it's a ride. So okay. let's talk about it. Called the Eighth Wonder of the Ancient World... This is a room that was made in the started in the early 1700s and ended up being stolen by Nazi soldiers and don't know what happened to it. A, a literal room. It's a literal box. So <laughs> I'll I'm tell confused. you about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. It's like, how can a room disappear? But it can. Uh -huh. Okay. The Amber Room, as one of my sources put it, is, quote, the mystery surrounding its fate is to the Russians what UFOs and Bermuda Triangle are to oh, the West. So this okay. is like a okay. big deal in Conspiracy. Russia. Okay. And it's arguably the most valuable artifact ever stolen by the Nazis during World War II. Mm. Okay. Let's begin with its creation. 
So it dates back to 1701 when Andreas Schulter, a German sculptor, and Danish amber craftsman Gottfried Wolfram began working on it. Andreas, he was the like chief architect of the German court at the time. Mm-hmm. And so his dream was to like adorn the walls of a palace in Berlin with like amber panels, you know, with like gold leaf, silver leaf. Okay precious jewels and just like a stunning it's like artwork truly Mm -hmm. like lining those wall the walls with this artwork the palace was home to king frederick william i of prussia and his wife queen sophie charlotte and this project basically bankrupted them but they were like worth it (laughs) how big is this room do you know i'll 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 get to it okay okay so i'm like just trying to picture it i'm like so we I don't know, understand this. The color of amber. Yes. Amber, which okay. is like a, it's not even a stone. It's tree resin. Okay. Like solidified old tree oh, resin. Oh, I've watched Jurassic Park. <laughs> See, I, I actually, I've seen Jurassic Park, I think maybe as a kid. I don't remember it. So, okay, okay good job. There's like, a, you know, one of the first things that they find, that archaeologists find is like this mosquito uh-huh. and resin or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> So imagine a whole room full of this. It like glows. It has like a, it's like panels covered in this. They had to figure out a way of how to create this. It's a whole thing. We'll we'll talk about it. Okay. So they developed this entirely new technique on how on how to make this piece of art, and the amber would be heated and then dipped into an infusion of honey and flaxseed. Oh. Before being worked onto Delicious. wooden panels and then adorned with gold and silver leaf and precious jewels. Okay. So, you know how, like, we have the Palace of Versailles. We have the the wall, the Hall of Mirrors. Yes. This is mm-hmm. something similar, like there. that, like, jaw-dropping, yeah. okay. unbelievably beautiful, glowing room. Okay. And in 1707, six years later, we have two other people who are continuing the work of this. It's Gottfried Turau and Ernest Schacht. And they continue the work until the king and queen pass away. So they bankrupt them, bankrupted themselves <laughs> for this and then like they die before it's even done. Oh and then God. eventually okay. it's the room is like installed. The, pal- the panels are installed into this room in the palace okay. Okay. in Berlin. And in 1716, the Russian Tsar Peter the Great, who literally I only know from, you know, the show with Catherine the Great, (laughs) (laughs) Uh he visits and he falls in love with it. And in order to, like, create an alliance between Prussia and Russia, Frederick II, the king who had this built his son, Mm -hmm. gives Peter the Great the room. Are so you the kidding? entire Yikes. yes, this entire room, like that That's his dad really and mom spent all their money on too much. Yeah, yeah, and he's like wants to make Peter happy, so mm. the room is deconstructed and sent to Saint Petersburg. Like, and there it stays. So that was seventeen sixteen to seventeen fifty five. Peter the Great's daughter, Empress Elizabeth, has the room moved to the Catherine Palace, which to modern day Pushkin, which is like a suburb of Saint Petersburg. Okay. They keep on expanding this room. They're so obsessed oh, with the, everyone okay. is basically obsessed with this thing. And I'm like, how did I never hear about this? Because it really is so yeah, beautiful. And there's never, like a very like heard of it. 
It like mesmerizes people. We'll talk about a curse, an Amber Room Ooh, curse okay. later. Okay. Yeah. Love. And it like people say it's like very, it like draws you in because there's like this glow from within hmm. and it's just absolutely stunning. So they want it bigger. So they are expanding on it. Okay. They have Italian, German, Russian craftsmen working on this room, making it much bigger. By the time it's done wow. in 1770, it is more than 590 square feet and adorned okay. with over six tons of amber. Whoa, heavy. People say at the time it's like this a priceless work of art. I, mm. I've gotten so many numbers between like $120 million to $500 million okay. is All like right. the estimate. I mm. presume in today's money. They also, my sources did not say that. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to assume, mm -hmm. which like... Obviously, that is a price, but like, like the beauty of this place, and like the fact that people had to make up a whole new technique and how to make it and everything. Yeah, that's I think like amazing. contributes to its pricelessness. Mm -hmm. Eighth wonder of the ancient worldness mm -hmm. of it. Okay, and it survives the revolution of Russia in 1917. Okay. So few. Mm -hmm. However, in June of 1941, I'm sure we all know. Hitler op um, open or like starts, I guess, Operation Barbarossa, which is the attack on Russia. Okay. And we have the head curator of the Catherine Palace. He is his name is An Anatoly Kuchamov. Okay. And he is tasked with taking the room apart because, like, okay, they know that the German forces the are, coming are coming and they need yeah. to get the fuck out. The amber is so old it is falling apart as they oh, start to do this my God. so they're like okay. fuck 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 yeah what do we do they literally cover it up with wallpaper to make oh. it look like oh my god this is I fun know. okay i know isn't Love. this crazy like yeah. what do you do you you okay. take it apart risk this is brilliant risk it funk literally crumbling in hands and then yeah, it's ruined yeah. or it's another risk to just slap some wallpaper on it and hope that no one figures like, it out hope it's fine it's ruined yes. either way yeah pretty much yeah guess what that does not work okay. <laughs> too bad they don't fall for it but uh -huh. like hitler this is one of the major things that he wanted because to him this was a german it belonged in germany because mm, yeah. it was done by you know german sculptors literally men from all over the world helped all mm. over europe helped build this mm -hmm. but it was originally in berlin and he was like this belongs to the german people so he had like an obsession with this so like okay no matter what, I think they would have found it and home. brought it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Home. So, quotation marks. Yeah, yeah home quotation mm -hmm. marks. So within 36 hours, six Wehrmacht soldiers stripped the panels from the walls, packaged them into crates. Somehow they did it, maybe breaking things along the way, I would imagine. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And send them back to Germany, where mm -hmm. the room was re-erected in Konigsberg Castle and was on display it was like a museum within this castle mm -hmm. it was on display for the german people for the next mm -hmm. two years okay but obviously the the tides of war mm -hmm. are sh starting to shift a couple yeah. years later and the allied forces are winning mm -hmm. so this is where the mystery begins we say mystery we probably know what happens to it but i'll tell you oh okay, okay. <laughs> so in 1944, the Royal Air Force, the British Air Force, mm -hmm. starts heavily bombing Konigsberg, mm -hmm. including its historic quarters. 
So it destroyed this museum. But people don't know if it was removed beforehand or Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) As the Soviet (laughs) army closed in on Koningsberg, Alfred Mm -hmm. Rode, who was the curator at the Koningsberg Castle Museum, and his wife decided to stay. And people think that Rode was like, unhealthily obsessed with this amber room you know Mm -hmm. as many people over the centuries have been okay so he he didn't want to like abandon this Mm -hmm. and and maybe he he might have been one of the only people who knew what happened to it maybe maybe he helped package it away who Mm. knows the kgb were curious and were exploring where they thought it could go go as well and they knew he would have answers Mm -hmm. so they set up like a date for him to come and talk like officially like on the record Mm -hmm. and with his wife and they do not show up Mm. so they the state security was informed that the couple had suddenly died the night before from typhus which was like every it was sweeping the city at this Mm -hmm. point so like believable Okay, However, when the KGB goes to examine the road bodies, they the bodies had disappeared. The oh, doctor okay. who signed their death certificate also disappeared. Of Interesting. Course. Interesting. Vanished forever. We don't know what happened to those people. Huh. Okay. We they also have a high. Hmm? I said they went to Argentina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the whole room packed it up. It's, it's in Argentina somewhere. <laughs> We also have a high-ranking Russian intelligence officer, General Gusev. Don't know his first name. Okay. He died in a mysterious car crash after it was revealed that he had been a source for a journalist investigating the Amber Room. Hmm. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. What's happening? Okay. Everyone's dying, <laughs> and then the last one. This is weird. Okay. The most famous Amber Room hunter of all, George Stein, was found naked in the middle of a German forest, deceased, his okay. stomach sliced open by a scalpel. Just weird. Huh. And I'm like, is it related? Is it not? I don't know. Worth it mentioning. Is. All I of these that. mysterious deaths and disappearances yeah. linked to the Amber Room. Why? I, I know. Why? Like, yeah, keep it a secret or like, I don't yeah. know. Like, what is the point of that now? I know, exactly. Like, by now, I think yeah. if someone knew about it it would it would be known like who is hoarding these like massive panels i I don't know Uh but yeah very very weird so Mm -hmm. i guess going back to what happened to it so in the cellar of the castle it was after the bombings after war three of the four florentine mosaics that had been in the room were discovered but it was like remains basically like they had been destroyed Uh uh-huh and but you know the head curator of the Catherine Palace, the one who decided to put up the wallpaper, refused to accept this. And maybe it's just because he was just like upset with himself yeah. for like letting it's literally beyond your control, sir. But yeah, he probably it's not in like, Russia anymore. It's not people, your fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what could you have done? Nothing mm-hmm. probably. But I think people think that there is like a sense of guilt that he had. So like. In his name, I think a lot of people have, like, hunted for this room. Oh. But also, so Mm -hmm. here's another lead, potential Mm -hmm. lead. Okay. Eyewitnesses claim to have spotted the Amber Room being crated up and loaded on board the Wilhelm Gusloff, 
which was a ship that left northern Poland in January 1945, it was torpedoed and sunk by the Soviets. Mm. And its wreckage has been dived many times and nothing has been discovered. So probably not. So the only pieces that were ever found, aside from those mosaics that were destroyed in the Konigsberg Castle, mm-hmm. were a part of a cabinet. So it's more more of these Florentine mosaics that were made out of amber. Mm-hmm. And they were stolen by a German, they believe, in 1941 or 1945. And it was like a in the 90s, a German like sting operation in Bremen <sighs> turned up one of the amber rooms four Florentine mosaics. So remember we said three of the four were found in the castle. Yeah. And this is so, it's like details about what they are. God, I mean, I just imagine, oh, how beautiful this place was. Yeah. So the panels, the the four ones, three of which were destroyed, Mm -hmm. depict the five senses in agate, onyx, opal, and lapis lazuli. So this one, the one that was found in the 90s, combines smell and touch and it was authenticated as like the real, Whoa, like this okay, is real. Uh huh. And the seller, who is the son of a deceased German soldier, quote, mm. has no idea where it came from. Yeah, I'm sure so, you have no clue. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But anyway, it was taken back by the state, and I actually don't know where that is now. Um, but like that leaves the question of, is more out there? Like, and we just don't know about it. Has it been completely taken apart? Are there various bits of it all over the world? Like, could totally be the case. Mm. But, like, why keep it a secret? I don't know. It's very James Bondy, I feel like. It is, isn't it? Like, why keep it a secret? Yeah, like, turn it in at this point. But, like, even into the 90s. Or even, like, how can you? Because I feel like something big like that. Even telling one person or there's, like, rumors of something, it would be investigated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I can't believe that someone still was holding on to it in the 90s. That's just crazy mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of the replica, it began in 1979 and was finished like 24 years later. Technique. Wow. Yes. So they mm-hmm. had to like figure out how they did it and do it all over again. It took it. It was 11 million dollars to do this project. Okay, and it casual. is installed in Catherine's Palace. So oh, it's still, wow. it, that one is so there. So you can see that. Russia. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of the Amber Room and wow, the Amber Curse. That's, that's very, very fun. Isn't I that fun? I had no idea about that. I love that so much. Yes. Though. I love it too. And just, I can't wait to share pictures so everyone can see how beautiful it looks. Like, yeah. Akin to the Hall of Mirrors, just stunning. Okay. okay. Fun. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) That's so fun. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. What do you have for me? We're going to jump ahead a little bit in Russia. Okay. Let's go. And we're going to talk about Soviet cosmetics. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Fun. Obviously, (laughs) we know the Russian Revolution happened. You know, the USSR was a thing. And Mm -hmm. you wouldn't really equate the USSR with luxury and cosmetics, right? Right. Like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't, those two things wouldn't go together, I feel like, in your mind when thinking about the Soviet Union. (laughs) No. Yeah, Um, you're right. Absolutely not. So 
makeup was a rare commodity, especially in Russia. You know, because they had revolutions and world wars and, you know, just the general political landscape of Russia. Yeah. It still existed, though, like cosmetics Mm -hmm. and like perfumes. There was a special edition of perfumes that were produced to celebrate the success of the Kolkots, which was Uh a USSR farm collective. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do they smell like? I I, I don't know. Yeah. Like let's like make a perfume to celebrate flowers the farm or like wheat or like something. I don't know. Honey, yeah. I don't know. Yum, I'm intrigued. So actually perfumes, hand creams and like loose powders were part of like a five year campaign for like propaganda. It's it's so huh. interesting. Wow. It's basically okay. showing like that Russia has success got it okay up until you know like the 20th century makeup was really only for women from wealthy families who could who could afford products imported from europe right right? okay other people who wore makeup were maybe in a lower socioeconomic level like actors and sex workers yes of course Despite this, beauty products were viewed as a luxury or, like, looked down upon if you were, like, an actor or a sex worker. Right. So it wasn't really, like, common for, like, the common woman to wear any cosmetic products. Uh They were really only sold in, you know, Moscow, St. Petersburg. So now, with the production of and distribution of cosmetics for, like, a normal woman, it... Uh showed that you know there was like a little bit of control women could have over their appearance now yes yeah so like it's not feminism per se exactly or like in the way that we would think of it in a western view but like it's creeping creeping towards okay Uh uh-huh a little more control. And so after the nineteen seventeen Russian Revolution there was this essential oil trust which i'm assuming is a company and it's called teze and they produced cosmetics and just like general hygiene products Mm -hmm. and their director polina oh my god okay i'm sorry this last name is very long zemchushina okay Okay. (laughs) was the head of a former perfume factory and Mm. she was the wife of a soviet politician and she was the one who kind of set all of this in motion okay okay cool so teze was the first popular beauty brand and they had shops of their own and they they sold within like other shops Uh and they sold soaps creams powders like mascara lipsticks colognes huge deal and she was the first person to add vitamins to cosmetics in russia so like vitamins a e and d and so it was like not only beautifying but also good for people's health yeah. She made sure to sell soap for a Kopec, one Kopec, which I guess is below the factory price. Okay. So people could, you know, they really wanted to push this like hygiene on people. Yes. Like, okay. Like, yeah. Cleaner hygiene. 
which is also a form of control, you know, but yeah. It helps that her husband like, is what, what, a politician. So he, yeah, he was a Soviet politician. Yeah. Yes. So he has this insight too. It's so, yeah. wow, this is fascinating. Yeah. And so the brand became so popular that it found its way into, I guess, local folklore. There was this this like ditty and it said Taze on your lips Taze on your eyes Taze on your cheeks where am i supposed to kiss <laughs> that's funny <laughs> isn't that fun yeah on my neck <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'm sure you could find somewhere think really hard <laughs> um and there was this perfume called Krasnaya Moskva which just means red moscow Okay. And it continued to be, it continues today to be one of the most recognized Soviet <gasps> perfumes. Oh, it and smell. it's in a bottle that kind of looks like one of the Kremlin's towers. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so when you see it, you're like, that is Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and There's no guessing. <laughs> originally, they think it was called, it started as the Empress's favorite bouquet, which is like a perfume that they made for. Okay. Empress oh. Maria Fedorovna, who was uh, Tsar Nicholas's, the second's mom. Oh, okay. Got it. And it was like her favorite flower scent. Yeah. And so after, obviously, the revolution and the factory was nationalized, they renamed the perfume. It's also rumored that August Michel, the man who devised you know, the perfume recipe mm-hmm. fled Russia after the revolution and then created Chanel number no. five. Of course. Wow. Okay. And this is so cool. Okay. They say that there's a striking resemblance between the two. Oh, perf- like they're very similar. Yes. Notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love this so much. Yeah. Another so little us. thing. This is so yeah, new. I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> and there's another little like story of this eau de cologne called Troynoy, but it had like a little bit of a cheekier reputation okay it was used as an alternative to alcohol sometimes because i guess uh, you can just it's just alcohol you you can drink it i guess okay and uh i mean it's perfumed but yeah. you can still yeah. drink it expensive and alcohol i imagine so i guess there was you know a soviet joke that when someone's was said to smell like Troy Noy, it meant their breath smelled like it. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. Okay, wow, I love yeah. that. That's, that's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking so perfume. That's a little, like, I feel like there's so many more places you could go with Soviet cosmetics, but yeah, yeah that's a, it's a little wow. taste. I, mm-hmm. I loved that so much. Mm-hmm. That really is mm-hmm. harkening it way back to the early Europhile days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. I, I Thank smell, you. I want to smell the Krasnaya yeah. Moskva perfume. I will be Googling that after this. I want to know what, like, the top notes, all, yeah. every, all, all of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Shall mm-hmm. we move on to recommendations? Yes. What do you have for me? Oh, my God. Are you going to hate me? <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Because <laughs> yesterday, or was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago. What? I have no idea. Okay, whatever. This weekend, we watched Lady Chatterley's Lover. <gasps> oh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. On Netflix. I need to read this book. Yes. It, I would say 
they did such a good job. I loved Emma. Oh, God. I forget her last name. Emma Corrin. I loved the main Emma Corrin. And I loved Jack O'Connell. Wow. Yes. He yes. is such a he British was lad. He, he is. Oh, yeah. You believe it? He's, he's not he's hot, got, but he's attractive. No. But he is yeah. hot. Yeah. He's not he like conventionally good looking. looking. Yeah. He's hot. And it's, yes, he's so hot. Them running around naked in the rain, I just can't. Anyway, do that. <laughs> that was so good. All and like great, great, amazing sexy clothes, scenes. amazing cinematography. I love yeah. it. Like I feel like sometimes when you're watching like a sexy show or something, they kind of lack on the story, but it everything's there. All the great elements yes. of, of a period piece, sexy female yes. gaze, period piece are there. Female and gaze, yes, totally. All, you're right female gaze mm-hmm. there is a place in our heart for like the bridgertons because that's just oh, yeah, fun silly. sexy fun, fun. saccharine there's another place in our heart for a jane austen adaptation yeah. to build up you know yeah. it's quiet it, it's probably rated pg un- under the they kiss at the still end. water mm-hmm. yeah this is the perfect combination of like beautiful cinematography gorgeous Cute. everything and uh-huh. sex like yeah. the, the very sexy Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Nudity, mm-hmm. e- equal equal nudity across everyone. Yeah. No one's left Jane out. Jane Austen really could never, but, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, that mainly was great. The, mainly because of the ending, but I won't give it away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true. It's a new classic. I, yeah. I, I, I will say. It. So mm-hmm. good. It's going to be on the rotation. Yeah. And you have this feeling the whole time you're like, there's no way this is going to end well. No. Ooh, and I won't spoil it for anyone, but mm-hmm. wow, yeah. Okay, Kat, tell us. Uh, my recommendation Listeners. has been what I have called my, quote, lunch shows, which maybe I've told about <laughs> here, I've talked about on here before. I like okay. to watch an episode. Of, I work from home, so I like to watch an yeah. episode of something light, easy. Maybe I've seen it before. Maybe it's something mm-hmm. dumb while I have lunch. So mm-hmm. my light, my lunch show lately has been The Detectorist's. Which okay. is a British show. Never seen it. Never <laughs> oh heard God, of it. I don't know his name, but you're going to know who this is. Um, in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, you got those two two ones that are like friends and they're like puppet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The tall, and skinny one and the He's the tall, one. skinny one with no eye. He's mm-hmm. the main guy in this show. Oh, along yes. with some okay. other British guy who's familiar, don't know his name. Okay. I think they're household names in the UK. I couldn't, don't know their names. Sorry to these remember men. Now. Yes, They're great though. And it's uh-huh. a show. It's like a quirky comedy, but not like a, no, I do laugh out loud sometimes, but they are literally metal detectorists and <laughs> in their small town. And it's like, Oh my God. I thought they were like detectives. No, <laughs> literally they're like two average guys okay. who have metal detectors and walk around their town and they're like convinced that there's like a Saxon King buried. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's another metal detectorist group who like is are their enemies, and it's just oh, like it's just God, cute, okay. and it's like their relationships. It's very charming, mm-hmm. very like very British, under the surface, funny, charming, cute show. I recommend mm-hmm. it. It's free on Tubi, I think, is where I'm watching it, so it's easy nice. to find. Perfect. Yeah, it's just a light Let's little see. lighthearted, cute British mm-hmm. thing. Cute. Yeah, it's Love fun. <laughs> All right, should I end? with our word of the day please yeah teach me okay our word of the day since we're going to winter mm-hmm. christmas time more winter parosha 
Porosha. And it just means a pristine layer of snow that fell on a windless night, untouched outside. Oh, that is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Porosha. Wow, I love that they have a word for that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's beautiful, Kate. I love Mm -hmm. that. Thank you. And we hope everyone has happy holidays. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Ciao.